Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 128, the Fiat 128 episode. My name is Trey. I am back. Thanks for the boys for taking over uh, while I was on vacation. You guys did an excellent job. Uh, I thought the show was better than ever. You guys don't need us. Uh, joined by Dylan and Cam. Tucker's still on vacation, I guess. Or he's still working. He'll be with us later. How are we doing, gentlemen? Feeling it. Doing well. Feeling good. Feeling funky fresh. Let's get right into it. Winners and losers. Cam, your Rangers are dead. Dead, dead. Uh, they did not advance to the Stanley Cup final. How you feeling? Yeah. Um, tough break. Two teams. And... They both lost, but it's the Lightning. I mean, back-to-back champs, so what are you going to do? I think this makes us an Avs podcast, right? Nobody's rooting for the Lightning. We're an Avs podcast. Yeah, nobody's rooting for the Lightning. Everybody hates it. Have we, have we had a, a champion since we started the podcast? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you mean, have we had a champion since we started the podcast? I said this the other day. Who The, the Lightning have won the past two years. No, I'm saying, like, has no, any of our teams sport. won? Oh, no. You said we already... No. you The Heat made the finals. Yeah, but n- none of our teams have won. No. Correct. Because the Red Sox were 2018. 2018. Yep. Okay. Um, C's might not be dead, but they are on life support. So that's a loser for all the Celtics fans here. Um, anybody got anything else? Cam, I listened to the episode, and I had a loser for you. Something you said, and I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the one, but I'm a loser because I said yeah, every game going forward in the championship. That was the one. It's, yeah, it's only going to be road wins. Instant loser, so no good. Close, though. Close one. I mean, you just got no, one game wrong no. so far. I like the idea, though. I was on board. Or no, you got two. No, it's two. No, one game wrong. Yeah, one game wrong. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not close. That was the only game that I got wrong. <laughs> I mean, I guess it can't happen for the rest of the, the way because if the Red Sox, I mean, Red Sox, if the Celtics lose tomorrow, they're done. So uh, I have a question for you, Trey. Yeah. So I made a take in our episode that was just me and Dylan that – on record that that's going to happen. Yeah, I will. 100%. I okay. believe it. Um, I don't know if it'll be the rain, but they might just suck. But True. Yeah, well, that it's part of it. Um, okay. Uh, we got a messy poll situation. So as you guys know, we um, intended for to put up two polls, and then I went on vacation and forgot to do it. So we had a three-poll extravaganza um this week um and we have the results so i have secured a point for my um take hold on i'm pulling it up here um i have secured a point for my take that jason tatum is the next kobe bryant i believe that's the first winner of the kobe bryant takes so probably proven right i have a chance for a three no 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 Trey Young won the poll. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% positive. Everyone was like, why, why, why? And it 
wonderful. I promise you. Okay. I'll go back and find it. I choose to believe you. Um, but in other news, I got a chance for a three-point sweep here, um, which would basically put the entire uh, race out of question. It'd be over from there. There's no catching me after this. So we've got a double tie. Um, we'll start with the tie between myself and Cam for the Marcus Smart will make up for his poor Game 7 performance with a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals. Hasn't happened yet. Game uh, 5, Game 4, I thought it was coming. I was watching at the bar, like, this is going to happen. He's going to hit it. Um, and then the Jalen Brown signing with Kanye West, Donna Sports debacle. Um, Jalen Brown has not played that well. I think he's been their best player, actually, but he decides to cough it up in the fourth quarter. We've got the AirPods. I am going to stand up and turn around. Dylan will pick an AirPod, and Cam, uh, you can call it or you can defer. I will defer. Okay, I'm going to go left. My brain's telling me left. Oh. Sorry, you know. Yeah, I already called it, so whatever. It is right. That's a point to Cam. Big missed opportunity well, there. Um, I'm going to lose one later because I didn't watch the movie. Oh, that's true. I won't even add it. Um, so, Cam, uh, T- Cam, you should have Tucker's answer. Do you have it? No, I texted in the chat. He didn't answer. You texted in the chat? No, because I don't want to see what his answer is. All right, we'll do it when he gets on. But for now... What, is it? what does it matter? If I see his... Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just wait until he gets on. <laughs> It doesn't it's, matter at all. It's based on chance. <laughs> doesn't matter at all. Um, all right. Ways to takes. I've had a couple weeks to come up with a ways to take now. Um, didn't get didn't get to deliver one in person, although I thought Cammy did a great job of delivering my take. Um, but I've, I've come up with one just, just now from perusing Twitter. So I don't know if you guys have been locked into the Sean Watson situation. Um, it came out that he attended 66 massages over a 17-month period. A lot of massages. Right now, he has 23 lawsuits against him for whatever, sexual misconduct. I don't know what the actual term is, but he has three. He has 23 against him. Now, I was reading up on his contract, and his contract says that he is ex- exempt from any sort, of, any sort of action by the team for those 23 lawsuits. Rumor is there may be a 24th lawsuit on the way. The contract does not stipulate for any more lawsuits. So the take is Deshaun Watson will never play for the Browns. This extra lawsuit's going to come out. The pressure's going to keep mounting. People are going to keep showing up to training camp asking questions like they have. And the Browns are just going to cut ties and say, you know what? We can't have this guy here. They're going to smarten up. Say, you know, this guy is a, a deviant, um, and we're going to have to let him go. Um, it's going to be an awful look for the Browns to lose that much capital for nothing, but it is very much a Browns move for that to happen. Um, so that's the take. Deshaun Watson will never play football for the Cleveland Browns. That's the take. Well, I'll jump in here first because I had to take that he wouldn't be a top – did I say 15? I think I said wouldn't be a top 20. Yes. Right? So I love it. If he doesn't play, obviously he's not top 20. So I love it. If it's going to happen, 
very, very potentially actually, because it's a very Browns move to jump the gun and get somebody with, you know, take the risk. And if it does happen, I really hope beforehand Baker Mayfield leaves or refuses to play if he's still there, because then they're stuck with whoever they have third string, and then they're back to being the old Browns. So I love this take. I actually hope it happens with this many lawsuits and so many massages. He was doing something. So many massages. Kraft got criticized for how many massages did he get? On record one. I'm sure there were multiple. Right. On record one. And he got... And I don't think he forced any of those women to do anything. He was paying for the service. So... I love this take. I hope it happens. Um, I've never really been a big Deshaun fan, so I like it. Dilbo Baggins? Um, yeah, I think Deshaun's probably he's on his last leg here. This was the last uh, Hail Mary um, you know, signing, I think, for him. If there's any more straw on the camel's back of his career is probably not going to end well. The fact that the contract explicitly says the 23 allegations to me sounds like they were preemptively sneaking away in there to then be able to do some sort of action if there was more without explicitly saying that. So, so wait, so I kind of agree with you there, Trey. Update, the 24th lawsuit has been filed. There is 24 lawsuits. come true exactly <laughs> so uh, already a winner um but no yeah so you that that all you got though anything, anything yeah i mean i think there? i think the if it's bad enough to the point where they're like we can't be doing this anymore i mean it's just too much baggage on a team you're trying to play football and all you're focusing on is <laughs> your most important player and his sexual misconduct allegations um so it's just not a look, a good look. It's probably going to bring the team down just in terms of focus and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they even picked him up, to be honest. I'm surprised anybody picked him up. Um, I'm trying to find the article that I read and get the exact wordage. Um, states that he is exempt from suspension solely in connection with matters disclosed to the club in writing, which we can assume means 23 lawsuits. Now the 24th has come forward. It's possible that the Browns could void Watson's contract since they are were not previously aware of this woman. So if it really what should happen is they should void the contract, say we're not going to pay you 230 million dollars. We'll pay you 10 million dollars, and you'll have a place to play. Yeah. So is what they should do, but I imagine they won't. Um, all right. Who's next? Okay, I want to go last. I'll go. Um, so recently, I think it was last week, the Bruins. My fabled and proud franchise mm-hmm. decided to fire the best thing that they had going for them, which was their head coach. They fired Bruce Cassidy after, I believe it was like five or six years with the club. It was six years. Around that, yeah. Not because he came in as an interim coach for like 50 games in his first year, brought the team back from, they were like middle of the pack. They ended up going like 50. And 
and 20 with him or something that year, and then they came in second in the conference. So, uh, five years. They they fired Claude Julian on the day of the Patriots parade after the Atlanta game, which was one of the most cowardice moves I've ever seen. <laughs> Bury the story. Sorry to interrupt. So, um, yeah, they fired they fired Cassie. Makes no sense. He has coached. 399 games for the Bruins, 254 were wins, 108 were losses, and 54 OT losses. It was a win percentage or point percentage of uh, .672. The guy was an animal at coaching this team. Um, I think it was a soft move by uh, the Bruins' uh, like higher management to say that it was his fault for some reason. Um, but he recently got picked up by uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and he's going to be their coach. Subpar drafts and subpar talent outside of the you know the perfection line, and he was their, their absentee owners. They're the only owners in Boston I don't know the name of offhand. Um, I think has led to a depleted roster. Um, and the roster is not depleted though. Uh, uh, Marshan in the near future. I mean, they lost Rask last year, and they still ended up having 107 points last year with two goalies. One who's his second year; he's only played 10 games. He was an absolute stud. I think, and I think a lot of that is the coaching, though, because exactly. they switched up the lines. They started to- poorly, and they switched up the lines and started playing better. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you there, but I I do put the the onus on Neely and Sweeney because. They've been able to get so close, but they haven't been able to get past the hump. And I think part of that is not having better young players. At any rate, um, it just feels like a dumb move. They just panicked and said, what's going wrong? Oh, it's the coach when it's clearly not. Or the, and, and the rumor on the street is they're upset that he's not playing more of the young players. Um, you're not giving them enough uh, time on ice. But, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Vegas is getting a great coach. I don't know who next Boston's next coach is going to be. I don't know that much about hockey coaches. I just I don't know. I rate them as they come in. And Cassidy, I've liked from the start. I've never disliked him. I never disliked any of his decisions. I've never, you know, I, and again, I don't know that much about hockey. But to me, it seemed like he knew what he was doing. I think the win percentage explains that. So he was my favorite Boston coach of all Boston sports since I've been More watching Boston sports. Yeah. Wow. So that's a take in itself. Uh, no, I 100% agree with you, Dill. Cam, I not your forte, but you got you got anything on this? I don't know if you guys remember, but I made a take earlier in the year that the Kraken and <laughs> Golden Knights would be in the Stanley Cup Finals. Loser, never. I don't think we ever addressed that one. <laughs> they're also not in the same. They're they're in the same conference. He said the conference finals. Okay. He, he amended oh, yeah, yeah. We amended it. Well, amended. <laughs> oh, I did amend it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, nonetheless, I love it. I think the Bruins are on the on the downhill. And are they, they're losing players or somebody is retiring? Or they're not losing not, players. But Bergeron's not confirmed coming back. They're just old. And the thing is, is like yeah. I would, it would be one thing if, like, he decided to leave or they were like, you know, we see this team as a rebuild. We feel like it would be better for your career if you like 
went somewhere else than like experienced the, Is he getting paid a the lot? shit storm that's gonna no he's, no not more than any other head yeah. coach and so but it, it seemed like they left on not bad terms but they just were like you're fired it was a firing it wasn't a mutual yeah. parting of ways which right. is what that's you get when you respect a coach exactly and no it was a straight firing yeah so I called him up on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're not the coach anymore. A, it kind of reminds me of like a Brian Flores situation, no? Kind of, yeah. It's similar. I mean, you've got a good coach who had won and has – I mean, the Bruins have always had a good culture is the thing. Like the Dolphins never really had a good culture, and I think he's yeah. shifted that. But I think, if anything, he's more proven than Brian Flores was. Like he's made a cup final. Like they've been on the doorstep. And made a the play times. made the playoffs every year. Every single year. Yeah. And that's the right. thing. They're 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 saying that I, my thing is is I bet the owners are like, You haven't won yet. You've been so close every time, but you haven't won yet. You're Which in the playoffs every time. Why don't you just win? Yeah. Like and if that's an art the argument, then that's just ridiculous. I mean, obviously the Bruins haven't won since twenty eleven, right? Right. But it was and they've been in the playoffs the last seven years. The like no other team has done that. They have the longest like streak of getting to the playoffs out of anybody currently. And to use something I said about the Yankees, they're the Green Bay Packers in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what it is. They can't get it done. But I don't. I don't think that that's is a, a coaching problem. It's a personnel problem. They mm-hmm. got old guys that get tired. And exactly. And, and they don't young, have the young legs to back it up. And their young guys aren't good enough. They're, exactly. Their second and third lines aren't. Tremendous. I'm not expecting them to draft David Pasternak every year. I'm expecting them to draft guys with good legs that can come in and fill the slots when they need to. The thing is they don't pick up new guys. They just hire the guys that they already have again. They sign those guys again. The the new guys that they pick up are like halfway duds. I mean, they've had a couple good trades. Uh, Hall, Coyle. What's his name when he was here? Yeah, but but they aren't equal to the top anyway, two the lines of other teams. I guess I didn't really have a point per se, but I was going to say I agree with the take because I like the Golden Knights and I think the Bruins are probably going into rebuild. And in that case, I, I agree with the Bruins not making it as for the Golden Knights. Less likely, but I, I like how out there it was and made it a little bit more wasted by including both of those. So I love it, Dylan. I'm going to agree with it. Rumor has it that they may go full into a reboot because Pasternak might want out because he was good friends with Krug and then somebody else. Do they have a new to his best? Oh, Krug and Krejci, his two best friends on the team are both gone. So he may want to have a solidified head coach yet. No, hasn't, there hasn't been a hire yet. But there's plenty of time. The season's well. Over, so. I got a counter take for that. Is Bergeron is retiring to become the head coach of the Bruins? Would not hate it. Should have saved that one for uh, a rainy day, Cam. Nah. It comes um, to me. I just say it. All right, Cam, take. I got a take. Okay. So, I mentioned to you previously, I just watched the movie Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie. Um, he's a scout and trying to find some uh, talent overseas, basically. And the actor that 
plays the guy that he finds as like a superstar is his name is I can't even pronounce it. Juancho Juancho Hernan Gomez. Yeah. So Juancho Hernan Gomez is a real guy. Plays yeah. For the Jazz. He's an NBA player. And he is, and he's not good. <laughs> he's looking at his stats: three points a game this season. Played for two different, three different teams, including the Celtics. Played eighteen games. He was on the Celtics. Watch, I think I knew that actually. I remember that. He played eighteen games for the Celtics this year, and then he played five for the Spurs, seventeen for the Jazz, including a couple playoff games. Either way, three points a game, two and a half rebounds, half of half of an assist, and like eleven minutes. That kind of sounds like my step. My take is. <laughs> my take is. That this movie is everyone's gonna see it, everyone's gonna love it. They're gonna start getting Hernan Gomez jerseys because of his fame, and it's gonna start making money for teams with jersey purchases, yada yada. And it's going to it's going to enhance him as a player it's going to build his confidence and wherever he ends up next year he is going to be not going to say an all-star kind of a crazy one i'm going to say whatever team he ends up with next year he's going to average over 10 points over five rebounds over three assists (laughs) now it doesn't sound too crazy but that line was three, two and a half point five before. He's gonna have a career year. He's gonna have the best year of his career, but by a landslide, like tripling his numbers. Um. All right. Well, I listened to a an interview with Sandler about the movie, and he said Wancho was a great actor. Um. Could cry in command. Um. And I think that's exactly what he should do. Countertake. He should retire from basketball and commit himself to acting. I thought you were going to say cry. <laughs> well, he will be crying because he's not got any future in the NBA. I, I disagree, Cam. I think this guy's a bum. To the Gatorade League. I think no sort of any sort of Oscar nominations will boost his confidence enough to be good at basketball. Yes, confidence is important. He might not be everything. good at flopping. It's not, it's not, it, yeah, I mean, they could start him on the Celtics roster. They love to flop. Um, but... No, I don't. I don't see it. Um, <laughs> it's wasted. I'll give you that. So certainly a waste to take. Maybe wasted to take of the year candidate um, when he comes out and averages one point a game in three minutes. So no. So so wait, real quick. Just you said he should retire and pursue acting. My take. I thought about making the take that he's going to retire and win an Oscar, but. I did not think he was a good actor. Oh, well, and I haven't seen it. Adam Sandler said he was. I'm sure he's just being nice. So. Oh, well, yeah. What is he going to say? He sucks? <laughs> yeah, he sucked. This movie's terrible. Don't come see it. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. Um, Dill? Wancho, Hernan Gomez. Wancho. So I think what matters here is what team he goes to. And I can see a team... Uh, Paying this man more money than what he deserves playing-wise, uh, just because of the potential fame, like you're saying, 
now, the teams that would probably cough up money for that are probably the teams that have money, but also suck. So rattle off some teams that are like that. Do the Knicks suck? Clippers. The Knicks suck. I don't know how much money they have. The Clippers, that was a good one. L.A. So maybe he uh, – that's what I'm thinking. If this I take, would imagine the Knicks are like that. If this, if this take comes true, he's got he's going to go to a team that is willing to pay just for the so, jersey sales, potentially. So. Now Cam, and then play for a crap team where he can actually play. Isn't he on the Sixers in the movie? I can't spoil it. Okay, well, I know that Adam Sandler's a scout for the Sixers in the movie, right? Yeah, so... So, so you should go to the Sixers. There you go. So he goes, that, so he goes to the Sixers. He goes to the Sixers just straight up, but I felt like that would not be wasted enough because he's played for five teams. <laughs> like the odds of him going to the Sixers are one in six. So, <laughs> I, but yes, he's Adam Sandler's a scout for the Sixers, and he's scouting this guy. So he goes to the Sixers... And averages 10 points a game. Five rebounds and three assists. I like it. I'm agreeing with it. All right. Add it. Add it. Add it to it. Add it. Book it. Let's go. <laughs> He's going to the Sixers. Um, I'll have to remember that when I'm listening to the app for takes. Um, all right. Since Tucker is still nowhere to be seen, almost an hour into recording, um, we'll just assume that he is not going to make it. But we'll continue along anyway. Um. All right. Do we want to start with NBA? Do we want to finish with NBA? We can finish because Tuck might be here. Okay. Um. We'll start with NHL. So obviously the Stanley Cup has begun. Uh. We have the matchup of natural uh, occurrences, as Cam uh, aptly named it earlier: Avalanche versus Lightning. Uh, we're an abs podcast, as I, as I mentioned, nobody likes the lightning. I wish the city of Tampa Bay would break off of Florida and sink into the water. That would be fantastic. Um, I, I don't have much to tell you cause honestly, I, I, I haven't watched a second since the Bruins lost. Um, I know the abs are up right now. I think at least two nothing since I last checked. Um, I just want the Lightning to lose. I don't like Tampa. I don't want them winning anything. I don't want Dylan's take of Tom Brady's of winning God wherever he goes to come true. Um, it, it just it's three three. Oh, it's what? It was two nothing. Jesus it's, Christ! It was three to zero. I think. And um, three three. It was three one. Check. Jesus Christ. Um, so I, I I know you mentioned this, Dill, but the, the the Abs beat Edmonton to get here, right? Mm-hmm. And they have no no goaltending. Correct. So I don't know much about the teams. I'll let you talk about it. I just know I know the Lightning are loaded. That's all I know. The Lightning are always good. Um, but I'll let you go ahead, Dill. What I understand is that the Lightning are a very skilled team. Um, and the, the abs are also very skilled, but they're also big boys. They throw their bodies around. They're a tough team, um, which I think they can stand up and be more physical than the Lightning for this series. Um, I think they're well-rested and, like, you know, can, you know, take that extra effort. or They have that in the tank, the extra effort to, like, finish checks real hard for an entire game and maybe even more of the series than the Lightning can. So if this series, if, if the Avs can 
let this if it happens that the series goes deep to game six, game seven, I think the Avs got the edge, and we talked about that last week or two weeks ago. Um, I still put the Avs uh, as favorites, but I mean the Lightning have won the past two years, and there's no reason to believe that, uh, or no reason not to believe that they can't do it again. They're still a very skilled team. Um, their goaltender's hot, so. Yeah, I mean it's gonna just be a dogfight, I think. But it's probably the two these two teams are are playing their best hockey, and they're the best two teams. Like these two, they of the teams that went to the playoffs, even though the Lightning weren't the top seed, they were they have shown to be the best team out of the East, and the Abs have just been disgusting the whole year, and they were way better than everybody else in the West. So. This is like the best matchup that there could be this season too. Um, the best teams. Cam, I was with last week on the Cape with my New Jerseyan cousins. They were feeling pretty high on the the Rangers. The series was still going on at that time. What did it wrap up at? Six games. I don't know. Do you know, Cam? You cut out there for a second when you asked me about the Rangers. What, what did what did the series what game how many games did the series go? Do you know? Yeah, it was it was six. Six. And it okay, was two right. zero Rangers. Oh and yeah, like yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, four. the reverse sweep. Yeah. And it's so sweep. weird that two nothing, whether it's goals and you know worst lead in hockey. This game specifically, literally, because the Avs were up yeah, two nothing. This game specifically, or two nothing in the series. I don't understand the logic behind it, but it keeps proving itself. I was never high on the Rangers. If I was high on the Rangers, I would have said it on the pod a lot more. You said it more sarcastically. What did you say? I said you said it more sarcastically. Yeah, I mean, they were basically the same Rangers that I've seen, you know, in past years when they make the playoffs. Um, They're kind of mid- and I think they had a an easier an easier schedule in the playoffs than the Panthers for sure. But I think the Lightning win this. Um, it's just kind of destined. The Avalanche, like you said, Dill, this is probably the best matchup that it could have been. I would have liked to see the Panthers like non-biased, just because they were the two best on-paper teams in the league. But the once the Lightning swept them. They're clearly the best team in the East. So I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I I honestly think the Lightning win tonight and then Lightning in five. Uh, Do we have any other thoughts on the the series? I mean, your abs. Are you rooting for the abs, Cam? Or. Uh, I don't care who wins, honestly. We have an answer from Tucker. for the team. So I'm, I'm team abs. So. I'm abs as well. That being said, I... I, I made a my player in really NHL 14. It was a goalie. I played my whole career for the abs. I'm still there. Great jerseys. It's Avalanche. Like, yeah. It's like year 2025. 20, I still got it going. So I'm abs all the way. Great, I will say jerseys. that this podcast has not been too good at hockey. Um, 
we we said multiple teams even during the playoffs. You guys were like, we're jumping on the Oilers. We're jumping on. I was Rangers, Panthers. I said Kraken. I think I've been abs since the Bruins were out. You did. You did say abs. I don't think it was first round. I think it was the the Oilers series last round. Well, yeah, I wasn't really locked in. I was pretty depressed after the Bruins lost. I'm like, I'm done with hockey like I am every year. Yep. (laughs) Happens to me too. Yeah. Um, We have an answer for Tucker on the – on the – Earpod, I guess he didn't. We didn't give him the option to defer, but he chose right. So uh, we can get we can get this figured out here. So Dill, whenever you're ready, we will. I don't see your cameras. Your cameras on? Yeah, our cameras on. Yep. I've been sitting on a frame the whole time. It oh, is. Let me leave real quick, and then I'll come back. Hold on, give me one sec. What is it? Right? Right? Damn, a two big miss points from me. That'll take Tucker up to three. Damn, I could have used that. Keeps us keep this a race though. I'm at ten points, first to double digits. Uh Dylan and Cam still at five because Cam's getting a point deducted for the uh movie. And Tucker's at three. So um Alright, well Cam, let us know when you're back. Oh, speak of the devil. What's up? Tucker, congratulations. You just won a point. I won a point? You won a point. For for maybe the worst take you've ever given on the show, Clemson is dead. With no context. (laughs) With no context. No, 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 no. The worst take he's ever given, and he wasn't even on the show. Wow, I should not show up more often. Uh, scores stand at 10 for me, 5 for Dylan and Cam, 3 for Tucker. I can't believe I had 5. Wait, wait, who won the other two points? I didn't win all three? Cam won one, I won one. That doesn't sound right. Did I? Was I in last in all four? All three. Wait, did I pick wrong or right? You picked correctly. Okay, so I got that point. That was the only point I got, though? Yes. I feel like I deserved all three. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you didn't win all three. Um, even split, though, which is kind of good. If I won of all three, I was up for all three. If I won those, season was over. Um, all right, Tucker, we will let you. We just actually ended our NHL talk. I imagine you don't have much on it. NHL, um, it's the Avalanche and the Lightning. Correct. We will let you uh, give your ways to take if you have one. Oh. Well, Trey, I just want to say that I'm very happy that I won that take because your take about uh, Bill Belichick losing his fastball is just getting fucking old at this point. And if you got a point for it, it would have been fucking ridiculous. You just say the same thing every week. Okay. Um, People like it. People vote for it. Yeah. No, it was just you and probably your girlfriend and probably you on your second account. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Um. My ways to take is about a man, a myth, a legend, Ime Udoka, and the future of coaching. Tucker's still working, by the way. (laughs) He's talking to some boys. Give it a moment. Let it marinate. Uh, All right. So uh, my thought is that – Ime Adoka and the Brad Stevens whole situation is going to revolutionize 
coaching in the NBA. The age of Greg Popoviches and Brad Stevens are over. Those guys are becoming GMs now. The strategicians are now going to the GM role. That you don't need a strategician as your head coach. You need that in your office. You need a motivator on that sideline. You need guys that will give get those guys amped up before games. You need the Ime Udokas there. I mean, that's what the Celtics team was missing. They had all the talent in the world. What they were missing was that guy motivating them on the sidelines because Brad Stevens created a great basketball team. He really did. He just was not the guy to motivate them. Ime Udoka is that guy. I think he's going to revolutionize the sport and what people are looking for in head coaches. So it's just that... Like what? what do you, so what do you mean revolutionize? So they're just going to start hiring more it's, motivators. It's not about the hiring the uh, Greg Popovich or okay. the Eric Spolstra. I got it's you. about hiring that guy that'll get them amped up on the sideline, call them out on their bullshit. Those yep. are the guys that are getting head to coaching got jobs going forward. I actually really like this take. I I 100% agree with it. Um, basketball players in the NBA have become such like. I don't want to say diva because it's a little more derogatory than I mean it to be, but basically that's what I'm trying to say. They're so self-centered and like everything's a brand. It's kind of all about them and not really as much about the game to me. It's It seems with a lot of these guys, and I think what teams need is a guy like Ime because I think Brad's problem was he couldn't relate to the players. Like he never played in the league. He was some dorky guy from the Midwest. Like he, he has nothing in common with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Um so I think you're exactly right. I think they they need guys that can motivate, guys that have the experience of playing the game. I think guys like that are already in the league. Like, uh, I well the the tough thing is because you say like Steve Nash and Jason Kidd, but really what have they done? I didn't say either of those names. Well that's well that's like same kind of brand, like a a, a, pl- a former player. Like, um, gotcha. but like yeah, no, I think you're 100 percent right. You got to find somebody that relates to the players that. Um, can motivate. I don't see Nash calling out KD on his bullshit. Like I don't see Steve Nash on no, the side. Steve Nash is terrible. I know he's terrible. That's I'm just saying. I'm, 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 I want like I'm not just saying former players. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying those motivators that are getting like in your face, like calling you on your bullshit kind of guy. So I I agree with the motivator factor. I also think that you need to find someone that is relatable to the players. I think that. Yeah. I don't think you need to be a former player to be relatable. No, I, I don't think you need to be I, I an NBA superstar to be the relatable guy. I agree, but I think that these these players in the NBA, the way that they come up now, where they're like their entire life, they're superstars, and you know, it's not you don't have fifty three guys, you've got thirteen guys, and uh, I agree. I think you need somebody that can just motivate and relate to them and get in their kitchen when they're playing bad. Instead of the guys that are going to be the hard-nosed coaches that they're going to hate and resent for making them work harder, and you need someone who can make them work harder without realizing it. Uh, Dill, you know who would be an amazing head coach? Draymond Green. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. Dill, I think there's merit to this talk. I think you're you're right in that the old style of X's and O's in basketball doesn't really apply as much i mean there are obviously tactics like you even when you like listen to a game and they got the camera up like in front of the players like right before it goes to commercial break you see 
at least uh, Marcus Smart's always talking about like schemes and like defensive strategies and stuff like that. And it's like these players that are at that level, yeah, they need some of that coaching, obviously, but they don't. They don't need to like scheme up plays like they used to. They don't need to scheme up offenses in general like they used to. But they need. Um, they do need motivators, and they need somebody that like garners their respect. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I feel like a lot of these players. Um, I mean, it would be the same thing for me. If I was playing baseball and my coach was just some schlub who never played before um, and is trying to tell me, like, the right tactics on how to do something, it's just like, what the hell are you telling me this for? Like, um, so you obviously, especially in basketball, when you have to relate to, like, three to five guys, really, to make your team that much better, um, you got to put the right guy in there that meshes with those people. I think the Celtics have that. So... Uh, if that's what it takes to make your team that much better, then I think if teams are smart, then they'll follow and do the same thing. Cameron? So, I mean, the, it wasn't one of my ways to takes, but I've mentioned it on the show before that the NBA, it's a player's coach league for a lot of the teams. And Dylan, you mentioned you don't really need coaches to draw plays and stuff, and that's pretty much. However, I mostly agree with this take, but I think just watching like the this series, the Celtics Warriors, I think coaching is way more of a factor because there's so many good players on the floor. You have to figure defensively, especially. I think coaching is a hundred percent a necessity. You have to be a good coach. Motivation is one thing, but defensively. I think this year is especially like being able to lock up Steph while also guarding the other players or vice versa with Tatum. I think that's pretty much the biggest thing in this series and why it's gone back and forth. It's not just been, you know, I guess Steph last game, but or two games ago. But for the most part, I agree with you. I think coaching in the NBA is kind of dying down, but if you have a guy that can do both, that can relate to the players and just like everyone loves them. Like Ime seems like that guy. Brad Stevens was more like nonchalant, but he was really smart. And Steve Kerr is kind of the mixture of both and why he's been so successful. So Obviously, he has the best uh, players yeah. around, but okay. um, I mostly agree with this. What it probably is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Steve, Steve, Kerr is kind of like that, Cam. Like, you're right. That's what I said. Yeah, you're right. Um, He's very, very, very animated. And he has a great basketball mind. And I think that's the reason why, obviously, they won with KD. But then they could go from being one of the worst teams in the league when they lost Clay to when he comes back, they're just right back to where they were. Because he's respected, but he's also like a brute. All right, uh, perfect segue into the NBA conversation. NBA Finals, Warriors are up 3-2 right now. We've got Game 6 tomorrow night in Boston. Um, I'm trying to remember, Celtics were up 2-1, I think, when you guys recorded yeah. last. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah. um, so we can cover the last two games, both wins for the Warriors. 
Um, game four to me was the game that the Celtics needed to win. I, I never said this, and I didn't really realize that I thought this until after, but I think if you let the, the Celtics letting the Warriors get a lead in this series is like a death a death bell. Like, um, it, it seems to me that, like, the, the Warriors are obviously a very good team. This, I think the Celtics are more talented. Um, I think they're more well-routed than the Warriors. But the Warriors are, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. Game four was, you know, I'm not too upset about because Steph dropped, what, 40-plus. And they played him tight till the end. And it really, it was a good game. And they lost it. But then they came out in Game 5 absolutely flat, spotted the Warriors a 15-16 point lead, had to battle back just to get the lead back, and then they were out of gas at the end. And the Warriors ran away with it in the fourth again. Um, It's the same thing I've said all along. Consistency. Sometimes it's not there for them. I think they are very easily rattled, this team. I think you can get in their head very, very, very quickly. And if a couple calls don't go their way, which they're not going to, this being the NBA, um, everything shuts down. Tatum doesn't get called for his drive getting hacked. It shuts down. Marcus Smart tries to flop, doesn't get called. Meltdown. Yes, a lot of these calls were wrong, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can't control the referees. You can control what happens between you you and the ball. Um, It just seems to me like they just kind of – I'll just say what I said in, in our group chat the other night. They beat themselves more than the Warriors have beaten them. Uh, they've had opportunities to win these games. They've blown it. They've spotted the Warriors' huge leads. They've had epically bad quarters. Um, and it's the same thing that happened in the last series. They just seem to seem to go into a shell for a portion of the game. And I understand basketball is a game of runs, but you can't have these massive runs where you're fighting back the whole time. Um, I don't feel confident to be honest with you guys. I, I know this team plays their best when their backs against the wall. And that's the kind of the only thing that gives me pause. I tweeted out the other night that I think they have a 20% chance of winning the series. I'm going to stick with that. I think this is going to be an extremely hard team to battle back against and win two in a row, especially one in their gym. Um, I think Tatum needs to be better. I think right now he, all he's looking for is to get to the foul line. That's the only thing he's looking for. And even when he gets there, he's missing free throws. I think Jalen Brown started off the series great, but he, for some reason, in the fourth quarter, it seems like he gets tired. He just starts turning it over, turning it over. I think uh, their three-point shooting hasn't been good enough. They haven't had role players hitting threes like Grant Williams and Derek White. Um, they 100% can still win this series. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I am very cautiously saying that. I think that it's more likely that they don't. Uh, which sucks, but um, yeah. So, uh, Dill, your your impressions of the last couple games, and what, what do you think moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed up the, everything, but game four would have been the game to put yourself in the driver's seat, um, and Celtics obviously couldn't pull that one out. Um, and then game five... Uh, like you said, Trey, it was a case of being down too much too early. Uh, like they, they pushed and pushed and pushed. They came out in the second half and went on a ridiculous run. Um, they started, they were over like their first 12 from three, but then hit like nine in a row or something. 
to come back and, and take the lead. Um, at that point, I thought the game was going to be like 50-50. It's like, all right, we're back. It's going to be a battle to the end, and we're gonna someone's going to win by two. Um, but then they just ended up, I don't know if it ran out of gas or like the Warriors just got hot again. I mean, it's both things probably. Uh, you know, away building. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm, it was the away building, right? Was that possible? Last game? Yeah. Warriors. That's what I thought. So, I, 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 I still have hope that the Seas can come out in Boston and, and, you know, play their hearts out. It's just a question of if they make the smart plays. Um, you know, when they're, when you start to press this team, to me, seems like when they start to press, when their like, pressure mounts, um, they seem to kind of falter and make more careless mistakes. If they can rein that in and play a really solid game at home, I think they have a great chance to win. Um, and they haven't lost a game seven yet. So I think there's still a chance, but, uh, backs are against the wall, obviously. Can't play like you have in the past. Well, you can't play like you did last game. Like you can't do it. You can't take quarters. You cannot take one more quarter off for the next eight quarters. You have to play your ass off. And if you're going to lose a quarter, you're going to lose a quarter. You lose it by 10 or less. Like don't turn the ball over. There's something like they 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 if they turn over less than 12 times there's something like six and one or something like that and if they turn it over 16 plus times they're like oh and six so like just hang on to the ball Tucker uh, obviously you're feeling pretty comp pretty not I wouldn't say confident but optimistic uh, how you how you how do you feel after these couple games you're muted still there's just one per point five per per episode um fuck me. Uh, but uh, Celtics in seven. I mean, game four was the greatest performance Seven Curry's put on his entire career. And people don't really talk about. They're like, "Oh, Celtics lost that." I'm like, I'm not sure if Stephen Curry dropping 46 while just like it being double covered, shooting up threes, and they somehow coming in doesn't feel like they're losing it themselves. It kind of feels like they're getting the shit kicked in by one of the greatest point guard to ever play. Sorry to interrupt you, Tucker. I, I agree with that take, by the way, now. I agree with that take. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, I thought that you were coming in to disagree with me. No, but I agree yeah. with you. Game five, uh, different story. I, it felt, I don't know, there was problems there. I don't really know what it was. I think you kind of lost all momentum when you lose a game at home. And then you have to go back on the road after losing game at home. Um, then he's got to wake up for game six. I think game six is a, I'd say 60-40 game. And if they win that, they should win game seven. Because I think they got the motivation, uh, the momentum going, the back going their way. So it's all about game six. You win game six, you win the series in my mind. It's a stupid thought, but it's what I believe. Um, but... I mean, this team's talented. Andrew Wiggins was somehow good again for the first time in forever. I'm not sure where that came out out of, but uh, hopefully by next game he remembers he's Andrew Wiggins and he's nothing special. Um, but, you know, there's definitely some problems that needs to be fixed. Jason Tatum needs to step up and be, if he wants to be that Kobe. Stop saying you're going to be Kobe. And then put on mediocre performances. It's kind of disrespectful at this point. Um, 
But Give me a percentage, Tucker. What odds that they win it? Odds they win it, ninety-nine percent. Okay. I'll give the Warriors a one percent chance. What about you, Bill? I'm at twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Slightly more confident. Yes. Um. Sorry, Tuck. You got anything else? No, nope, that's it. Cam, the the unbiased perspective. Yeah, the non-biased perspective is I have loved watching this series coming off of the Heat series and then the what? You all right? Cam? Did we lose I Cam? I feel like you guys. Can you hear me? No, we no. lost you for that entire thing. Can you hear me? Yeah. We can. Where Where did I leave off? Uh, after watching the Heat Celtic series. Yeah, so after watching the Heat Celtics and then Warriors Mavs, both of those I did not enjoy. And especially the Heat one, not even because we lost, just because you guys said those games were just awful. Ugly, ugly games. Um, so I enjoy just like good pass being played. And my prediction, I said last episode that Celtics would have won the last game. They didn't. I do think they will win this one, and I do think that they'll win Game Seven as well. Um, I think Season Seven is how it's going to go. But I don't know. It's just it's tough for both sides. I feel like because one game Steph drops forty three and they win, and then the next game he drops like thirteen, doesn't hit a three, and they still win. And going to your point, Tucker, about Andrew Wiggins popping off. That's obviously the big reason is he stepped up. So I think that's what's going to happen, have to happen for the Celtics is obviously the Warriors played really good D. I think they're going to have to have people step up. And Trey, you said it too. They, you know, Grant Williams and Derek White just aren't doing enough. I think they're going to have to have those kind of players just step up into a bigger role if they're going to win. And I think that's going to happen. I think they definitely win this one, and I hope it goes through Game 7. I think the Seas win in uh, at Golden State. Yeah, and the, the tough thing becomes is how do you guard Steph Curry? Because last game they totally focused on him. He had a terrible night, and the rest of the team popped Play. off. Play. Yeah, they all popped off. So um, I think that and – they're already talking more shit about Boston. Clay Thompson said he can't wait to get here. So take some pride and stand up for your city and your franchise. Um, all right. Let's move on to list guys. We've got a good list guys coming at you this week. Most hated players. Now, I'm pretty sure I, – I don't know if we limited this to growing up, um, but – That's I, how I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, I changed mine up a little bit to just include someone – um, that needs to be on the list, but, um, yeah, so I'll kick it off. I got a wild one at number five, Roger Clemens. Um, I remember being really young and watching Roger Clemens pitch and I, he might've been the first athlete that I ever hated. Like he was roided up at the time. He was an asshole. He was still good. He was a former Red Sox turned Yankee, which is always a negative, um, there's always the initial hate when that happens, but it, it it propelled further. I don't really remember much of watching him play, but I just remember really, really, really disliking him um, when I was a kid. So that's going to come in at number five for me. Cam? 
Yeah, number five, I'm going with Grayson Allen. Um, he's kind of a younger guy, hasn't been around for too, too long. But since he's been around, there hasn't been a season that he hasn't been some sort of controversy or people just hating him. And even in college as well. So at Duke, he was always like some sort of dirty play or, I don't know, it just has a smug face. And then in the NBA, it's kind of the same thing happening. Um, so, I mean, I hate him. And I haven't heard anyone, even Duke fans, say that like they like him. So I'm going with Grayson Allen because it's more modern. I'm sure there's a lot more people that, you know, were back in the day that I, I just don't really know too much about at that time. So Grayson Allen, number five. Uh, Dill, you got one? Uh, yeah, number one for number one for me. Five. I'm sorry, number five for me, the first one, though, uh, is going to be a hockey player by the name of Sean Avery. I don't know if you remember this I guy. know the name. I don't um, remember him. He is notoriously known for being the most hated player to ever play hockey uh, by players, fans, coaches, teammates, owners, refs. Who do you uh, play for? Played for the Stars for a, for a little know. while. He know. played for a few other teams too. Flyers, I think, maybe. Um, he was just a, a, a terrible, like, off. And on the ice player, he they he actually uh the the league created a rule after one game. There's the, a rule about it. Yeah, the, the playoff game in 2008, he put his back to the field or to the uh, to the rink, stood in front of the goalie, and just like wiggled in front of him and raised his stick. He was standing in front of the goalie, facing him. They put his stick in the air and was like putting it in front of the goalie's eyes, like like you can't see the puck, you can't see the puck. Um, they Sounds like in, a nice dude. They instantly changed the rule. Um, but he was a dirty player. He'd take dirty hits. He would, you know, you know all the bad type of plays that you would make on a, a team. Uh, I mean, fighting's allowed, but he would do like cheap shots. Um, yeah, he one time he did a press conference where he did it. So it was like impromptu. Called everybody over to say one thing and the one thing was some player on his team that he didn't like uh he said that they were taking his sloppy seconds for dating an ex-girlfriend and Very then nice. and then got up and left <laughs> so not a good guy tucker number five number five i have pete rose i love pete rose uh, not a fan of pete rose it's a, it's a wild pick everybody loves pete rose i hate pete rose I mean, like, I like gambling, but he sucks. Like, the way he gambled just was shitty, where he just, like, decided that he was going... Because he did bet against his team. People don't talk about it, but his bookie did say he bet against his own team in games. So he sucks. I hate him. He just, like, he ruined gambling. Like, how do you make gambling on... Ugh, fuck him. But, yeah, Pete Rose, my number five. Never put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, my number four, give me one moment. It's going to be LeBron James. Now, I, I imagine you expected LeBron to be higher on this list. 
there was a time in my life that I'm not proud of that I rooted for LeBron uh, to troll my friends. So I can't put him any higher. But um, originally, you know, when the Celtics were really good with the big three, um, I was a LeBron hater. Um, and then I turned to the dark side for a little bit. And then uh, I continued to hate him recently. Um, he is, if he had any sort of self-awareness, one ounce in his body, he would be the coolest athlete to ever exist. He doesn't. Everything needs to be a show. It's all about him. You can see it on the court, whining. You can see it, you know, in his post-game pressers where he's like talking about, oh, I got hit in the eye. I saw three hoops. I just shot at the right one. It's like, dude, you just how about you just say, yeah, I took the shot and I was lucky enough to make it. Have some humility. He doesn't have any. He calls himself the king. He is a bad actor. Um... <laughs> What else can I say about LeBron? I mean, he's a just actor than Jordan. Disagree. Space Jam Two sucks. Space Jam One is an elite movie. Um, he's just but an a hole. You watched that movie and you were like, "Wow, Michael Jordan's good at this." No, but Space Jam One is better than Space Jam Two. You just liked it because you watched it as a child. No, 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 no. no. This isn't about movies. This is about LeBron no, James. I mean, like. The bubble championship, the only cool thing, the, the, the decision, just make it all about me, screw Cleveland. The only cool thing that I respect that he ever did was winning a championship in Cleveland. That was cool. It would have been a lot cooler if he never left, but it was cool to see him come back from 3-1 and do it. And then, of course, he had to make it all about himself. This is, I did this for Akron. This is for Cleveland. Blah, blah, blah. Dickhead. Number four. Uh, Cam. Uh, before I go, quick honorable mentions, because it was really hard to make this list. Um, Ron Artest, a lot of people hated him, but now a lot of people like really Bobby love Roo him. He hasn't done anything bad in a while. Uh, Bontez Perfect, he's not a big enough name to be hated by a lot of players, but if you're an NFL fan, or people, shit. he sucks. Um, and then the other one was Duncan Sue. A lot of Tom people hate him. I had another one, but I don't really remember it. Um, number four, I'm going Tom Brady. Now, if he was still on the Patriots, he would have been higher up on the list because when he was on the Patriots, obviously just had a streak of winning, had a dynasty, and everyone Two dynasties. hated the Patriots, hated Tom Brady, including myself. But now that he's on the Bucks. I've said this before. I just don't hate him. Kind of like him. I think he's funny. I hate him. But Patriots fans, obviously. I hate him. I can't stand him. For the most part, except for a few of our friends. Um, So that's why he's he's only number four. If he was still in the past, he'd probably be a little bit more up there. But yeah, Brady. Uh, Don't. Uh, number four for me, I'm going to go a man by the name of Manny Mochato. I almost put him on my list, too. Um, I've never liked Manny Mochato. I kind of had respect for him when he was on the, uh, uh, Jesus, Orioles, Orioles um, and was just trash on a trash team, but played really well. Um, but then he kind of turned into a diva of baseball, as Trey was mentioning earlier. 
Um, and he's also the sole reason why Dustin Pedroia is no longer playing baseball. Yep. Uh, injured him on a dirty slide. Dickhead. And he's done it multiple times. Uh, he, he did it to other players. He's it's like he, it's kind of hard to be dirty and play baseball, but this guy is. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, and he's he's a scumbag. Apparently, he's a bad teammate. Um, he's he's really not even that good. He got a bajillions of dollars to go play in San Diego and is like not even remotely good. Um, so yeah, I just do not like him. Nobody I, nobody likes him. Nothing was better than seeing him absolutely get crossed up by a slider by Chris Sale to win the World Series. Yeah, poetic justice. Uh, Tucker. My number four is A-Rod. A-Rod's just been, like, universally hated by everyone. I just, I don't know. I felt like New York didn't even love him. I mean, the whole steroids thing, he never really, I mean, he was always, like, the other guy to Derek Jeter, and then everyone else hated him. I, I think he got more likable over time, but when he was playing, he was just so hateable. I don't know. I felt like everyone was on the same page with him. Everyone kind of just hate him. Um, what's my next one? Sorry. Um, my number three is going to be Eli Manning. Now, obviously, he snatched my soul twice. The first one hurt more. second one still hurt. Um, I said some comments about the Giants after the second Super Bowl. I said some comments about they're playing, maybe not landing safely um, at lunch in high school that I do regret saying now. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, just to have a guy beat you that badly twice breeds hate. And I really, he's number three because obviously he wasn't in our conference. We didn't play him that much. Um, I always hated when we did. His dumb, stupid face, just the dumbest looking human being upsetting the most unstoppable force in sport history was just terrible. Um, I like him now. I think he's funny. I think he's goofy. I respect what he did. It, it took a hell, of a, a hell of an effort from him. Can't hate him for it, uh, but I do. He's my number three, Eli Manning. Uh, Cam? So are these lists the people that you hate the most or in general? I went with personal hate, too. I thought that's what it was. Oh. I did not. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Okay. I, I'm glad I asked. That's what the thing I, I sent to you was. One. The thing I sent huh? to you guys was, who did you hate the most growing up? That's what I sent to you. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. Well, regardless, I'm, I'm doing my list as just hated in general. Yeah. Number three, I'm going, going with LeBron. Um, I liked LeBron initially a lot and then even when he went to the Heat at that point I was a Heat fan a couple of years before he went there so obviously I was pretty sure we believe you we believe you mm-hmm. yeah here you go um, <laughs> but I think you're right Trey he's he's definitely more of a put on a show guy these days especially with the flopping just kind of buying into the the new NBA with being kind of soft, he's such a big guy, and he still doesn't, you know, play as aggressively 
as he should, I guess, or if he gets like hit barely, he'll he'll flop it out. And I don't hate him really too much because I mean he's a good guy, does a lot for the community. He does. He does do a lot for the community. Respect that 100. percent But like I said, my list is based on just in general. I know there's definitely a lot of LeBron haters out there, so he's number three. Um, one one thing I forgot to mention: his lack of effort. If he's having a bad night, he's like, shut it down. I'm not going to try. Uh, hate that about him. Dill? Uh, yeah, number three, I believe I'm going to also go with LeBron. LeBron, eh? LeBron, eh? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember not liking him initially because the Celtics had trouble with the Cavs. Before they won in 08, when LeBron was coming up out of high school, um, he like took over the, the league relatively quickly, took over in Cleveland, obviously, and it was always a problem for the Celtics. And even some years after that, I mean, that's, that's thinking back a long time for me. Um, I just remember the Celtics having to run into the Cavs in the playoffs, and it was always annoying because they had to play against this young guy, LeBron, who was just way too good. So initially, I didn't like him because of that. Um, where things turned for me, though, was when he did the whole uh, decision thing. And that initially, I thought, like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, people care so much about, like, a player, they're, like, televising the event. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then as things progressed, it seemed, it was like, this is just me show. a me show, but it's like the league uh, propagated that allowed this to happen. Yeah. And then LeBron turned into the guy that he is now with, like, I think the whole all about me thing. And then everything with the, the lack of effort that I feel like I've seen in certain times watching him play, the... the the interviews, the way he, just the way he talks in interviews, the uh, he's just to me very unlikable for 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 just like those types of reasons. Um, you know, he often gets into politics of things. I was gonna just, say people forget he loves Chinese dictators, which is like he loves them. Like I know that you can have your opinions and everything, just like please don't shove it down people's throats while we're watching like post game. <laughs> Or, or pre games like uh, so before Tucker. I think. Sorry, so and and and, but like you said, he is a a, a good guy. He's a you know good father type thing, and a, a lot of stuff for the community. So that's why I have him at three because he's not like a douchebag out off. Gen- the field. Genuinely a good guy off the court. Right. Scumbag. He's, on just, it. he's just he's just extremely annoying. Yes. And I would not be friends with him. Cam, you got something? Yeah, if Tucker's not back. Um, I didn't realize that. I looked it up when you said it, Dill. Um, but the last three times that they've met in the playoffs, the Cavs have won. Yeah. Well, yeah, but back when the Celtics Celtics forced him out of Cleveland. Right. Back, back in the day. But that's what, yeah. Yeah, he's talking about before. Um, Tucker, number three. Number three, so this is where my list like isn't mine. It's just in general. It's Christian Leitner. I don't care about Christian Leitner personally, but I mean he's got to be one of the most hated people in sports. 
there was literally a documentary that came out called I Hate Christian Leitner about how much Christian Leitner was hated. I mean, just one of the most despised athletes. I think if you're a white guy that plays for Duke, you're going to be hated regardless, but him specifically. Uh, JJ, what's his name? Reddick, right? JJ Reddick, Christian Leitner, Grayson Allen. They're just three sides of the same coin. Um, all right, my number two, had to put him on here. More of a recent hate, Kyrie Irving. Uh, never seen some an athlete disrespect Boston more than Kyrie. Disrespected the franchise, disrespected the organization, disrespected the coaches, bad teammate everywhere he goes. Um, when he came, I was super excited, and then it just went to shit. And he was, you know, upset at the media for having an interest in him, even though he's a professional basketball player. He acted like it was the newest thing ever, media being interested in professional athletes. Um, and the stomping on the Lucky logo, I've never been to a game where I've seen a player that I hated so much than the time I went to the Brooklyn Celtics game last season in the playoffs. Boy, did I lay into him, and everybody there did. I don't agree with the throwing bottles and the any any racist stuff, but I laid into him, and I, everybody there did. Um, he's just a scumbag. He thinks he's, he's fake smart. He thinks he's smart, even though he's probably average intelligence for an NBA flat. player. Um, he, he asked Brad Stevens during a team meeting, he said, how do you define government, Brad? And Brad's like, can we just play basketball, dude? What are you talking about? He's a fake smart guy. He's a fake advocate. He just destroys every team he's on. He thinks he's better than everybody. It's infuriating to me. And just the blatant disrespect for Boston. I, I don't, that doesn't fly with me. Um, so he's my number two. I hate Kyrie Irving. Hate most, most, the person I hate most actively playing sports is Kyrie Irving. Um, Cameron. Number two. Um, this is how you know that it's a list about people that are hated in general, not me. I'm going with A-Rod. Um, there's a lot you could say about him. Starting off with just the fact that he went to the Yankees and kind of went to a stack team. Um, a lot of people at that time hated the Yankees, obviously Red Sox fans. And then the steroid thing came out, and the fact that he's just known as like this pretty boy and never really – I don't know. I feel like – I didn't love A-Rod, to be honest. I feel like he never really like spoke out too much. I don't know if I've ever heard him speak. And I don't know. He wasn't really a community guy, to my knowledge. And then obviously most recently – um, cheated on Jayla, which is just a no-go. He cheated I, on her? That's what I was going to say. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know I, I gave J-Lo some slack during the, the Super Bowl thing because she couldn't compare to Shakira. But, you know, that's just... I just right. Still a legend of the game. Shakira is still like 25 years old. 100%. Have you seen her? She looks like a 25-year-old. Oh, I've seen her. <laughs> Her heads do not lie. They do not. They tell the side, truth. Side, quick side note. She went on Jimmy Fallon a couple of nights ago or a couple of weeks ago, and they had a challenge where you watch a TikTok dance once, and then you have to match it. Did it perfectly. First of course time. she Can't did. Say. She's a, watch it. She's uh, a Brazilian yeah, superstar. Number two, I feel like 
you guys probably all hate him. I don't know anyone besides Yankees fans that like him, even Rangers, Mariners, whatever. Don't like him. Uh, Dill. Uh, number two, I'm going with a guy that I know is not on any of your list. A hockey player, again, named Matt Cook. I think he's the Never heard of him. most suspended player for, like, dirty hits ever. He's the reason why my favorite player as a kid, Mark Savard, uh, oh. couldn't play hockey anymore because he had a extremely, extremely dirty hit to the head. Like, Savard didn't even have the pocket. Like, it smoked him. Savard is still, like, in a pretzel to this day because of it. Um, he ended somebody else's career. He ended a few players' careers, and he was never good. He was just like a shitty third-line grinder type of a player and was basically forced out of the league because they were like, you can't be hitting people like this anymore. Like, you're done. Um, And technically he retired, but nobody signed him anymore. Um, and I just have this disdain for him because of the Mark Savard hit and then all like the ones that happened afterwards, I, I don't know. The fact that you, that this, the guy literally is the reason why other players couldn't finish their careers is worse than anything else I've said so far. Uh, Tucker, number two. My number two is OJ Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know if he's on any of your list, but he's number two on mine. Um, I just feel like he's very hateable. Like, it's not like, you know, he did definitely murder someone, and then his response <laughs> to when he murdered someone was to write a book about how he didn't murder someone, because if he did murder someone, he would have done it this way. Which is a wild response when you get off on murdering something, is to write a book on how you would have murdered them if you were going to murder them. I mean, that's just shameless trying to get any kind of dollar he can off of it. Absolutely wild. Uh, then he, what, he tried to steal his own Heisman trophy or something like that that he, like, gave up or Yeah, something. that's why he went to prison. He always stole a bunch of art, too. For that, and then now he's back, and he's, like, trying to be famous again. It's like, bro, just keep the L. Like, he's just, you know, like, you're rich. You don't need to be a celebrity. Because no one likes you. Like, yes, you're super famous, but no one is, like, an OJ fan. I've never met one person that likes OJ Simpson. Um, all right, my number one, I gotta go with A-Rod. Um, now, A-Rod's come around for me a little since he retired. I think he's a good color guy. I liked his and J-Lo's relationship. Not aware that he cheated on her. Makes me kind of hate him again. Um, but... Just to start, supposed to go to the Red Sox, didn't work out, goes to the Yankees. Like, that was a huge disappointment. Now, baseball was the only sport I paid attention to back then, and it it crushed me. Um, I don't, it wasn't his fault that he didn't go, right, though? He, like, the league vetoed it, right? Isn't that what happened? He was supposed you know what? to go to the Sox. Anyways. I don't really know that story. Yeah, anyways. Um, he was supposed to be on the Red Sox. He went to their most hated rival. He made a fuss about switching to third, even though they had Derek Jeter at short. He painted a picture of himself as a centaur, put it in his house. There's a picture of him making out with himself in a mirror. Um, 
the cheating stuff, obviously the steroids, big cheating stuff. People forget about that ball he just blatantly tried to swat out of Bronson Arroyo's hand. Like, dirty player. Definitely on the juice. Roided up. Fought Jason Veritek. Yep. Fought Jason Veritek over nothing. Veritek kicked his ass. Um, just Pedro drops him. Just an absolute terrible person. Was that on your birthday, Tuck? It was. July 24th. Um, That's how I know what his birthday is. <laughs> I mean, just everything he could do wrong, he did. He, I remember he was like dating Madonna or something, and people had like Madonna masks at at the Red Sox game. He was fun to hate, and um, I like him. I liked him. I like him now um, after listening to some interviews and stuff. But boy, did I hate him back in the day. He was a scumbag. Cheated in every possible way he could. Remember the the pop fly against Toronto? He was around in the base. He called it, got it. The guy dropped it. Just anything he could to, to gain advantage, he did. Scumbag. A-Rod's my number one. Uh, Cam. Yeah, obvious number one here is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tucker, you nailed, that, you nailed that one. I don't know personally... Never really watched the court case or anything, but just historically, there's never been anything like that. Even Aaron Hernandez, is just the most like biggest phenomenon for not doing a good thing. And yeah, he got off on it, but I mean, if if I was there, and I, mean, I don't know anyone that thinks he didn't do it. Um, the legal he, system. Had an interview one time. I think Tucker kind of middle. He had an interview basically explaining exactly what he did, but more like what he would have done if he did it. No, that was and, a, actually. He wrote a book. no, but he also. It's probably you know, a presser for the book. There's an interview. There is an interview about it um, where he basically not admits in words, but like pretty much, and then the glove doesn't fit thing, um, I don't know, there's so much about it where he just definitely did it, but double jeopardy is a thing, and I think he's just carefree right now, um, and definitely the most hated in the world. If anyone does support OJ Simpson, I, I, would, I would not know why. Um, I think he, he makes funny videos. Hello, Twitter world. This is yours truly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever tried to start a fight with him since since the 70s. Um, there's another interview where he pops out at the woman interviewing him with a knife and goes, ah, and scares her. And the woman's like, Jesus Christ, stop. <laughs> he's, he's something else, OJ. Uh, Dill, number one. Um, that's what murdering people will do to you. Um, so... <laughs> Number one for me is also Trey's number one. It's Alex Rodriguez. Um, and you brought it up, and I didn't think you were going to. I didn't know you knew about the centaur and the mirror, the, the picture or painting of him kissing, him kissing himself, himself in, a mirror. In, a, in a mirror. The dude, like... With frosted tips. The, the guy <laughs> is obsessed with himself. And it's... Like, very strange. He's And he's also, like, people say they like him because they like the way 
uh, he does the like anal- game analysis. He sounds weird doing game analysis too. He he sounds like a fake person. Yeah, like it's un like the dude is just he's a weird guy. He's a weirdo. <laughs> and what the steroid thing? He never admitted to it. They had explicit boatloads of evidence. He went like the the story is from his lawyers. He went into the room with the like commissioner and his lawyers and their lawyers and they sat down and they all had a plan it was like all right he's gonna yeah say yes i did blah 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 get the fine take the games 50 games it's gonna be over it was all like planned out he walks into the interview or walks in the room like stone cold and just says no this didn't happen you're lying and then like got up and like screamed in the uh the commissioner's face about how they're wrong they're out to get him he didn't do anything wrong you don't have any proof like there's more to it that makes it even more ridiculous i just don't remember the exact specifics um but he was dirty player like i mean not not so much dirty player in in baseball but just like he he played the game in such a way that didn't respect the game. Like with Trey saying it was slapping the ball out of the arm, which is what we are that Red Sox fans know about. He was called out anyway, but um like Christ. And then yeah. scumbag Yankee fans threw a bunch of bottles on the field. Yeah. After they nailed the call. <laughs> and uh get in the fight with Veritech and <laughs> the, I got it when he's rounding third. It's like you just don't do that type of stuff, you know? And um he realistically could have hit the the home run record if he didn't get caught up in all this mess. Um, and I think that still bugs him to this day, which makes me feel good inside. Um, but as a player, there's not, or as a fan of, for Red Sox, like I don't like him, but I'd say the majority of fans of baseball don't like the guy. And it's amazing to me that he's on ESPN. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Um, and J-Lo. He cheated on J-Lo. Cheated on J-Lo. Uh, Tucker, number one. You're muted. That's two. Muted. Fuck. Fuck Mike Vick. That's Vic. my take. I can't believe he's on any of your lists. The dude fought dogs. Everybody likes Mike Vick. Like, everybody. He's rich. And he fought dogs in his free time. He's not likable. People don't like Mike People Vick. People do like him. I, the the I fighting like dogs thing is like I it's, it's like might as well be cockfighting. I, I literally do not care. I do. I hate them. I still hate them to this day. Like I, when anyone brings up my van, my fuck that guy because he fought dogs. Like how are you gonna be filthy rich? You're like, what am I gonna do with my free time? I don't need money. Well, I'm gonna set up a dog fighting ring. Have you ever watched the? Uh, have you watched? That is the scummiest of scumbag. Behavior. Very much a scumbag move. I get that from someone that's dead broke and like, hey, I need something to pay the bills. I guess I'll start a dog fighting ring. You're a multi-millionaire and you're starting dog fighting rings? That means you genuinely enjoy dog fighting. Like, this is a hobby of yours. It's you, watching dogs murder each other. Have you watched the that's 30 for 30? Psych- like, it doesn't so, get the fun. That's psychopath 
behavior. That he enjoys it. Like, he genuinely, like, trains dogs at them to try to kill each other. So, two, two things. One, the argument when he went to court was that he grew up with dog fighting. <laughs> so, he, like, didn't didn't know that it was, like, that bad. Which, I mean, obviously... That's not a good excuse. I, I don't like that at Have all. Have you seen I'm the 30 for 30? Have any of you seen the 30 for 30? I didn't know you he grew up with it. He thought it was just, like, a sport. And then, two, he won Comeback Player of the Year. <laughs> that just shows where the NFL's priorities are at. I don't think he's likable at all. I don't think, like, people don't talk about, like, Mike Vick when they're talking about, like, players they love. Like, I've never heard anyone be like, oh, who's your favorite, favorite player of all time? No one ever has. Oh, I, I hear it a lot. I mean, the NFL clearly likes him. They post about him all the time. Like, they, he's liked. I agree 100% because... One, the NFL made him come back player of the year. Two, when they did the top 100 lists, he was on there a bunch for, like, best quarterback running plays or running plays in general, anything like that. And then three, any time anyone talks about Madden games. Yeah, Mike Vick. They always people talk about A-Rod, like, positive lights, you know? Like, people talk about A-Rod positively. No. It's fine for you to personally dislike him. That's part, that's what I wanted the list I to be. I don't think he's likable. I, don't, I think there's a lot of people that hate Mike Vick. There are, Vick for sure, but I don't, think, I don't think he's one of the most disliked players ever. Tucker, have you seen the 30 for 30? No. And I, should, does it is it glorifying Mike Vick? No, it's just about the whole his whole career, his whole the whole situation. It's good. You so, should watch it. Is it is it about his whole career or about the dog about dog life? Yeah, his whole life basically. <laughs> it's really good. To be, to be devil's advocate, I don't like Michael Vick, but that's why I I was explaining as devil's advocate. I don't like it. Contentious yeah. list, guys. Um, movie nobody watched it, right? No, I lose the point. Uh, Cam lost a point. Um, who my turn, though, no. goes after me? Cam, I think you do go after me. I feel like I haven't picked one in ages. Uh, Confirmed. Hold on. Like Mike is Dylan. Dylan, you picked. You pick. I pick now. It goes Tucker, Cam, or no, Cam, Tucker, me, Dylan. All right. Um. Well, since Cam already lost a point, let's just do Hustle. Hustle? What platform is it on? It's on... That was going to be my movie. Oh, Tucker, you missed it. It's on Netflix. I missed what? You missed my take. You're going to love it. Oh, Juancho Hernan Gomez? Gomez? Yeah, I've seen Hustle yet. Juancho Hernan Gomez. All right, that's Wasted Takes, episode 128. The gang's back together. Um, live from the triangle. Live from the triangle, the ISO. The um, ISO. Check us out on our socials. Thanks for getting wasted with us. And we will see you 